Hi there and welcome to Abroad with Care, the 10-minute podcast that makes health easy for expats in Asia. My name is Andrea and every day I help expats make the most of their life abroad. With this podcast, you will finally get the practical answers you need on budgets, hospitals, maternity and many more topics. Twice a month, leading experts will share advice and tips to help you protect yourself and your family. This podcast is created in partnership with April International, a leading insurance services group supporting expats when it matters. Choosing between a public or a private hospital is one of the most common dilemmas expats face in Asia, and I know it's not an easy question to answer. Today I'm excited to welcome an expert who will finally shed some light on the differences between public and private hospitals in Hong Kong, Singapore and Thailand. In this episode, Sam Cooper, CEO of CCW Global, a leading health insurance broker, will tell you what to expect in both systems. He will help you make an informed decision when facing this dilemma. But first, let's hear Florian's story. Florian moved away from France and has been living in Hong Kong for a few years now. He shares with us his very first hospital experience after he had an accident with some glass and cut the tendon on his toe. I was not super stressed at first, but I wanted to check with, uh, with doctors. The friends, of course, advised to go to private hospital because the treatment is faster and uh, so it's much, much more convenient for, for people. Indeed, the, the reality was in line because uh, when I just arrived, the nurses were really taking care of me. Uh, was very fast also to, to get uh, doctor consultation. Funny experience is like the, the, the one of the nurses told me that in case you want to come back later, better to go to the public hospital because it would be less expensive. But it's quite funny when she, she told me that just uh, as a off, uh, off talking. I went to the, to the public hospital the day after following this advice. I uh, realized that actually my, my, my little toe was not in, in good shape. Clearly not the same treatment. So yeah, there is a long waiting time. Uh, I mean, you, they really take the time because you're not an emergency compared to other accidents. Uh, the good surprise is like actually the, the bill was really low. So uh, and I was quite surprised that I actually received some subsidies from the, from the government. So I would say the, the first advice is to benchmark your health insurance. You can not predict which emergency you could suffer in the, in the future. Then you're less afraid in the end of any future cost that you could incur. Wow, two hospitals in two days and two very different experiences. Thank you very much for joining us today, Sam. I'm sure Florian would have appreciated your insights when he had his accident. So to begin the episode today, could you give us a quick overview of the main differences between the public and the private hospitals in Hong Kong, Singapore and Thailand? I think a big difference is obviously sort of the experience and what it looks like when you first get there. Now, private hospitals in Hong Kong are generally much more modern facilities, often compared to, to hotels here in Hong Kong. That's probably because of the food differences. So in the private hospitals, it is very much sort of a, a concierge service. You have different classes of room, so wards, private rooms, and semi-private rooms. Uh, whereas in the public hospitals, although they do have similar room classifications, they are very, very different. So private room in a, in a private hospital, you would be completely on your own, a semi-private room, perhaps two to four people, whereas the majority of the room classes in public hospitals are wards where you could have upwards of 10, 15 people in there. 
I'd say some of the other main differences for expats are also going to be language differences. Private hospitals, English is the main language. Public hospitals, it would be Cantonese. English is spoken there, but I think expats often find that when uh, in a medical situation, you don't want there to be any grey areas. So it's very important to understand specialist medical terms and feel very, very comfortable that you understand what's actually going on with you and what procedures you're having. The big one is going to be cost differences. Public is essentially free of charge. If you are, if you hold a Hong Kong ID card and you live in Hong Kong, then essentially you're going to pay 80 Hong Kong dollars a day, no matter what you have done, whether it's a, a simple procedure or a triple heart bypass. However, that is only in a ward room. So if you go outside of a ward, then you do not get the government subsidy. So a private operation in a private room in a public hospital is going to cost actually roughly the same as the same procedure in a private room in a private hospital, which is very, very expensive. Mm, okay, so some of the key differences you've mentioned so far involve the cost, the experience and the language. Are there any other differences expats like Florian should be aware of? Some of the other main differences would be things like the, the bedside manner, which I think is can be very important for expats, especially if you've got family, young children. I think having a, a good bedside manner makes especially young children feel a lot more comfortable. The public hospital's primary objective is to save your life and treat you as quickly as possible and then effectively get you out the door so the bed's free for, for the next unfortunate person. Private hospitals spend a lot more time with patients. They will really explain all the treatment options, procedures, medication, what's going to happen. They, they take a lot more time with the patient. It's a really important thing for, for expats to have. Mm, now, talking about life-threatening emergencies, what differences should we take into consideration? So the private hospitals are not really set up for real emergencies where it's a life-threatening situation, a car crash or a heart attack, for example. If you call an ambulance in Hong Kong by calling 999 here, then you will be taken to a public hospital. To be more precise, um, what would happen in case of a real emergency? What would happen is... If you call an ambulance and you had a heart attack, then or someone calls an ambulance for you, you'll be taken to the private hospital where they will they will save your life. The the level of care and the treatment is is very very good. But once you have actually been stabilized and sort of had your your acute episode treated, then really it's the follow-up treatment. So in public hospitals, if you had a heart attack and then they want to find out, right, what actually caused the heart attack? You know, you would need to come back for, for some kind of scan, either an MRI or a CT scan. Now, in the public system, they could say to you, okay, please come back in six weeks or three months. We've got a, a waiting list of people that we think are more urgent and require care who are ahead of you in the queue. So in this situation, some people may actually go private after they've been public and been stabilized. Okay, so let's go back for a second to the non-life-threatening scenario, an example being Florian's experience. How would you choose between private and public hospitals? 
what I would do in different situations. I mean, if it's uh, uh, an emergency situation, as I said, you're going to be going to a public hospital. However, if it's something that's you know non-life-threatening, like uh, if my daughter broke her leg, for example, I would probably choose to take her to a private hospital for this. It's not life-threatening. This type of surgery, if needed, can be performed at a private hospital. And I think especially with a child, the, the language barriers that you may encounter in the public system, you're not going to have those in a private hospital. My daughter's six. She's absolutely terrified of doctors and surgeries. Um, so I think having that sort of that, that, that patience, that bedside manner, I see it as a big advantage of taking her to a private hospital. Now, obviously, the costs come into it. We mentioned that the public system is effectively free of charge. So in the private system, the costs will be infinitely more expensive. But obviously, we have private insurance. So, so what we would take advantage of is, is something called an LOG or a letter of guarantee. Um, now, what this enables us to do is actually call up my insurance company. We have either can be done over the phone or if there's a there's a simple form which can be used with a page for me to fill out, which is essentially a kind of a data consent form. And then a page for the doctor or the hospital, which outlines the, the type of surgery being given the reason it's being given, uh, what the actual costs are, and then also the date of surgery. So we can get that filled in and send it to the insurance company who will then very quickly pre-approve the procedure. So what that means is one, you know it's covered, or if there are any uncovered treatments, perhaps it's experimental or something that's excluded, or if there's gonna be any shortfalls, then you will know before you actually have the surgery and then are, are presented with the bill. The other large benefit of that is that the insurer will then actually pay the bill to the hospital directly. So if you're left with a 200,000 Hong Kong dollar bill after this surgery, which is not unheard of here, then you don't have to put it on your credit card or, or find the cash and have that tied up while the claim is processed. Mm, I mean, that's a great point to highlight. Many of our expats might not realize this. You've spoken a lot about the experience um, in public and private hospitals in Hong Kong. Are there any differences between these experiences as well in hospitals in Singapore and Thailand? We do have some customers who will, particularly if they are uninsured in Hong Kong, there's a lot of people who will actually, if it's not life-threatening, they will fly down to Thailand, particularly Bangkok, for surgery there. I think the, the standard of private care is, is, is excellent in, in Bangkok and in Thailand generally. But it comes down to costs. So in Thailand, it's probably 50%, 60% even cheaper than, than in Hong Kong. So if you are uninsured or perhaps have an exclusion on your policy in Hong Kong, so a certain procedure is not covered, then it's going to be much lower cost, even after factoring in flights and you know maybe a few nights in a hotel after the surgery to recover. It's going to be a lot cheaper in, in, in somewhere like Thailand, Bangkok compared to Hong Kong. Singapore, also, I would say that's much more similar to Hong Kong. I hear that the public hospitals in Singapore and Hong Kong are of a higher standard than the public hospitals in Thailand. Um, so I think in, in Singapore, public and private, very similar to Hong Kong, although I'd say that the private hospitals from a cost perspective in Singapore are generally a little bit cheaper than in Hong Kong. But both Hong Kong and Singapore have fantastic surgeons, fantastic medical facilities with the latest equipment. I, I would give a big recommendation to private hospitals in any of those three locations. 
Great. So thank you for joining us. Um, You've provided some great points on what to expect in terms of experiences and services when it comes to public versus private hospitals in Asia. You've mentioned that if it's a life-threatening event, you're probably better off going to a public hospital. If it's a non-life-threatening event, a private hospital could be great in terms of, let's say, that more comfortable experience, maybe when it comes to like languages and the room itself. Thank you, Sam. My pleasure. Thank you very much, Andrea. Thank you for listening to Abroad With Care. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any health-related topics. Your friends may have the same questions as you, and you can help them out by sharing this episode with them. Do you want to know more regarding health insurance? April International is here for you. Find out more information at asia.april-international.com.